And welcome, everybody, to the Andrew Cooperwriter Show. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Cooperwriter. And today, well, it's Monday. And that means this past weekend, we had Fancy Farm. So we're going to be covering Fancy Farm. I'm just going to talk about uh, the governor's races and their speeches in today's episode. And then in tomorrow's episode, we'll talk about everybody else that spoke, what they had to say, what they are running for, so on and so forth. For those of you who are unaware, Fancy Farm is a once-yearly political event. It happens the first weekend in August. It's been going on for uh, almost 150 years or over 150 years or so. And it wasn't really until, uh, I believe, about the 40s or 50s or so that it became like a political speaking event. But otherwise, it's a giant Catholic church picnic at St. Jerome's Parish uh, in Fancy Farm, Kentucky. And it's it's kind of a big political to-do. Uh, both parties come together. They make speeches. And you're supposed to make some jokes and, and jibes at one another. It's supposed to be a comedic kind of event, well-natured, um, you know, it, it originally is more like the press kind of conference. And, um, if you remember the, the press, the, the president's, uh, press speech where they kind of make fun of each other and in the same way, it's, it's meant to make fun. And then Republicans and Democrats, the party loyalists show up and they represent one side or the other. A few things to understand about fancy farm. One is, is if you're somebody who doesn't like, Team Red versus Team Blue or Team R versus Team B, no matter what, no matter who they are, or what they've done, if they've got an R next to their name, you must support them. If that is what you support and that's uh, uh, what you believe in, uh, Fancy Farm's a place where you find quite a lot of people that, just like you, they are Team Red or Team Blue. Now, if you're somebody who doesn't buy into that as much and you instead like to judge, if, if you're somebody like me, I'm a Republican, identify uh, with the Republican Party platform. But just because you've got an R next to your name doesn't mean I'm not going uh, to just praise you to back and forth. It, it depends a lot on your actions. And that's important to understand of, about Fancy Farm. It'll be more important in the episode next week because Mitch McConnell did make an appearance at Fancy Farm this year. Uh, something that I would suspect has a lot to do with uh, him showing his uh, sturdiness as people have had a lot of questions about his health after the fall. And then, of course, the random following, uh, falling silent he did on TV. And so a lot of people have had a lot of questions about him. And so we'll talk more about that, though, McConnell's speeches, some other people's speeches uh, next week, as I said. But that is just one thing to understand about the event. It is very much party loyalists going up against one another. Well, this year, of course, we had the governor's election and we had Andy Bashir and Daniel Cameron making their speeches. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through them. I'm going to first play you Daniel Cameron's speech in its entirety. And then uh, we'll play uh, Andy Bashir's speech in its entirety. They're only each about five minutes long. And then we'll go back through and break down each speech, each zinger, each line, and kind of talk about what's going on and give you a breakdown on that. But before we do that, please like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, share this with others. Obviously, as you know, the Andrew Cooperwriter Show, new episodes are dropped at 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. We're the only podcast in the state coming from a constitutional and conservative perspective that does a daily show like this. These are important news items, important takes that uh, you'll want to share with your friends, your family, your neighbors. If you listen to this on the podcast, sorry, 
platform, please remember to subscribe and sign up for notifications. If you're listening on YouTube, remember to subscribe and sign up for notifications. If you're listening on Facebook, make sure you have liked and are following the page and have signed up for notifications and Twitter too as well. If you're watching this on Twitter, please make sure you're following my Twitter page. But without further ado, let's start off with the Daniel Cameron speech. And how about my running mate, Robbie Mills? This man is an absolute warrior for Kentucky values. Governor, it's good to see you here, but I know you feel kind of out of place here at a Catholic picnic. I know you feel more at home spending time with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This governor meets with anti-Christian hate groups more than he meets with the General Assembly. Am I right, Jason? They say a picture is worth a thousand words, and there it is. But when it comes to that photo, three words will do the job. Andy, you're fired. Now, one thing I've learned about Andy Bashir: there's a TV Andy, and then there's a Frankfurt Andy. TV Andy lies about his record on jobs, crime, and teachers. TV Angie wants you to believe he's never heard of Joe Biden. But when the cameras aren't rolling and he thinks you aren't watching, that's when Frankfurt Andy, the real Andy Bashir, rears his head. He vetoes tax cuts. He fights for the Biden agenda. He demands that boys play in girls' sports. He protects transgender surgeries for kids. I've been watching Frankfurt Andy up close for nearly four years, and I have just one question. Governor, are you auditioning for a job with Bud Light's marketing team? This governor, this governor lies more than a Hunter Biden tax return. But here's the truth. His record is one of failure, and it flies in the face of true Kentucky values. Andy Bashir locked the schools and threw open the jails. He sent the state police after Christians on Easter Sunday. He closed down Main Street and bent over backwards for Wall Street. There are fewer people working today than when Andy Bashir took office, and that's a fact. But folks, it doesn't have to be that way. We can recover for our children what Andy Bashir took from them. We can restore law and order. We can build a future that's based on true Kentucky values instead of the Bashir Biden radical ideology. Governor, I know you guys are obsessed with pronouns these days, but come November, yours are going to be has and been. Andy, Andy Bashir and Joe Biden are liberal elites that have a lot of rules for you, but none for themselves. The governor has the audacity to lecture rural Kentuckians on right and wrong when he and Joe Biden can't even tell the difference between a man and a woman. They mock, they mock our faith, our families, and our values, and they try to cancel anyone who disagrees. Well, the folks of Fancy Farm have one response, governor. Try that in a small town. We need a governor who will stand up to the woke mob, not cheer them on. When the mob came to my front lawn to threaten me, I refused to back down. I will protect our children from gender ideology in the classroom 
and keep boys out of girls' sports. I will support our teachers and make sure they have the resources they need. I will make sure our schools are about reading, writing, and math, and they are incubators for liberal and progressive ideas. I will back the blue, and I will hold Joe Biden accountable for his war on Kentucky coal. This governor, he has failed to protect your rights and freedoms. And as attorney general, I have taken him to court and won. But the ultimate judgment will come from we, the people. We, the people, say the evidence is overwhelming and the verdict must be guilty as charged. My friends, by the grace of God, we are on the precipice of history. But we must cast aside the politicians of the past who scramble to appease the woke radicals of the present. Let's commit ourselves once again to upholding the dignity of work, to the family as the foundation of society, to respecting the rule of law and the principles of our founding fathers, and to once again be guided by the better angels of our nature. With humility and abundant gratitude, I ask you to join us this November as we make history. Thank you, and may God continue to bless Kentucky. Thank you all. All right, so there was Daniel Cameron's speech. Obviously, a few good zingers in there. A, a tiny bit of policy talking about a little bit of issues about bringing up a lot of the, the social justice where you're uh, a liberal kind of crowd that we see Bashir hanging out with, bringing up early on Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, all those things. We'll go into that in a bit. But what I want to play for you now is Andy Bashir's uh, speech. So they flip a coin to decide who goes first. And, um, and Daniel Cameron, I believe either won the coin toss and was first or Andy Bashir won and then told Daniel Cameron to go first. Regardless, that is how the, the thing was decided. So somebody picks heads or tails and the person who wins a coin toss picks who goes first. So that's how that decision gets made. But here is Andy Bashir's uh, five minute speech. And remember this follows right after Daniel Cameron's. Thank you, St. Jerome. And thank you, Fancy Farm. It is great to be back in Western Kentucky where my family is from, where Jamie Comer pretends to live, and where Daniel Cameron will show up for a political rally, but not for tornado survivors. Cameron is here, though, which is kind of surprising. He recently told Eric Dieters he'd go to his big rally and then backed out. He told Eric he really wanted to come. He really did, but he had other things to do. That's exactly what Ryan Quarles told Daniel Cameron. But hey, he has Robbie Mills. You know, if you took all the people on Daniel's LG list above Robbie Mills and you put them all in a room together, you'd have the biggest crowd of the Cameron campaign. Robbie certainly is an interesting choice. When I went to court and saved the pensions of every teacher and police officer, Robbie was mad. Robbie was big mad. Robbie said it was the most frustrated he'd ever been, which is exactly how Daniel felt 
when the best he got was Robbie Mills. And listen, I know you just heard from Daniel Cameron. It's not true. It's all lies. But if you're willing to lie about a grand jury, he's willing to lie to you. <laughs> listen, listen. We all have fun at Fancy Farm. We throw out some zingers, but we should remember we're at a church picnic and at a place hit hard by tornadoes and recently flooding. This area has shown us how to be our best. Neighbors helping neighbors, because that's what we do in Kentucky. We take care of each other. People hauled out debris, volunteered their time, and donated even when budgets were tight. My faith teaches me that while weeping may linger in the evening, joy comes in the morning. That joy, that joy is record economic development right here in Western Kentucky. Billions of dollars invested in this area. Good paying jobs as Osmondson in Mayfield, Alstrom in Madisonville, Ascend in Hopkinsville, Holobus in Murray, Precision Sonar in Benton, Low Covering Solutions in Trigg, Novellus in Todd County, Pratt Paper in Henderson, and so much more. These are the jobs that are changing the trajectories of families and communities. We've had more than $26 billion of new private sector investment in Kentucky. We have our lowest annual unemployment rate in history and more jobs than before the pandemic. We've also brought hundreds of millions of dollars to Western Kentucky to rebuild. We're rebuilding houses for families, supporting farmers and small businesses. And Father, we paid for the funeral of all 81 people we lost because we grieve together. Today, today at St. Jerome's, let's remember we're told not just to talk about our faith, but to actually live it out. I'm reminded of the golden rule, which is that we love our neighbor as ourselves. And the parable of Good Samaritan says everyone is our neighbor. Here, you see a contrast. This race is the difference between vision and division. See, they're trying, they're trying to pit us against each other, calling everybody names who disagrees with them, telling you it's okay to yell at, even hate your fellow Kentuckians. I'm ready to prove that's a losing strategy in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. See, people here know there's no Democrat or Republican bridges, that a good job isn't red or blue. And the most important thing for a governor is getting the job done. We're getting the biggest projects done in our history. We're four-laning the Mountain Parkway, building the Brent Spence Bridge without tolls, and moving I-69 forward all at the same time. We brought a half a billion dollars in clean drinking water, the largest investment in the expansion of internet access. I've signed 600 and 27 bipartisan bills, 627. You know, folks, Grace County and Mayfield, they're known for their resilience. Mayor, they're also known for championship football. They know when you're on a historic winning streak, you don't fire the coach. You don't sub out the quarterback. You keep that team on the field and you rack up championships. In Kentucky, it is our time to win. We have a can't-miss opportunity 
a chance to be the generations that change everything. Everything now is about building for the brighter future. We could turn these three great years of economic development into 30 years of prosperity. So let's get out there. Let's win for every single Kentuckian at every part of the Commonwealth, and let's win some championships. Thank you all. God bless. All right, so there was uh, Bashir's speech. Obviously, like I said, we're going to break that down and cover kind of some of the things that he talked about. But first, uh, we're going to, after this break, talk about the Daniel Cameron speech I played for you earlier. And we're going to stop and start that and, and talk about some of the lines he says and where that's coming from right after this. All right, so let's go back to uh, Daniel Cameron's speech. Oh, let's go back to Daniel Cameron's speech. Sorry about that. Um, and and let's talk about, well, some, some of the good one-liners and explain some of the things he said here. So let's start over from the beginning. Hello, West Kentucky. McKenzie and I are so glad to be back in Fancy Farm. And how about my running mate, Robbie Mills? This man is an absolute warrior for Kentucky values. Governor, it's good to see you here, but I know you feel kind of out of place here at a Catholic picnic. I know you feel more at home spending time with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This governor meets with anti-Christian hate groups more than he meets with the General Assembly. Am I right, Jason? They say a picture is worth a thousand words, and there it is. Okay, so what he's starting off with is uh, a recent controversy you may or may not have been aware of where Amy Bashir a few years ago took pictures with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This is a anti-Christian hate group uh, that specifically is making fun of the Catholic religion. Now, what he's pointing to in the crowd, and you may not have been able to see it, was a giant blown up, I believe it, had, it took three people to hold it, and they've got this big photo on stakes and it's that picture that picture of Amy Bashir with the sisters of perpetual indulgence I'll throw that up for you if you're watching in the video format I'll throw up that picture right now and so that picture is out in the crowd and um he references it clearly that photo was placed there for a reason he almost looks down at his notes as he's saying that that was wrote into his speech so he did see it there but it's a good use to have because once again you are at a catholic uh, church you're at a catholic picnic and so to reference that anti-catholic behavior of Bashir makes a lot of sense the other thing to keep in mind as you're listening through this speech here is that Andy Bashir did not turn up to Fancy Farm last year. So keep that in mind. Daniel Cameron did. I believe Daniel Cameron has every uh, year that he's been attorney general or running for attorney general. Um, but Andy Bashir did not turn out to Fancy Farm last year. Keep that in mind as we're going through this. But that's a good reference because, once again, you're in a rural part of Kentucky. You're in western Kentucky. Amy Bashir lost Western Kentucky by a pretty significant point. Some of these areas by about 20 points. In order for Amy Bashir to see a path to victory, he's got to hope that he can maybe even do less than 20. If he can only lose by 
15%, somewhere around there. That helps him out a lot. And obviously, the Cameron campaign is trying to run up the vote in this area, referencing the fact that they're one of their most cherished events of Western Kentucky Fancy Farm being held by a Catholic church uh, really is, is, is then being attended by this governor who based upon his actions, has indicated that he's willing to make fun of Catholicism is a good move. But let's continue. But when it comes to that photo, three words will do the job. Andy, you're fired. Now, one thing I've learned about Andy Bashir: there's a TV Andy, and then there's a Frankfurt Andy. So he's about to go into and explain how Andy Bashir's two-faced. And this is something I know very well myself. See, Andy Bashir comes across as this kind of Mr. Rogers. I'm a real nice guy. Hey, guys, it's Andy. But behind the scenes, when he's not on camera, the way he behaves is vindictive and awful. Things like holding people up in court for an awful long time simply for resisting him. Things like ignoring the General Assembly, not talking to them. I mean, take simple things that he did. Closing down churches, never apologizing. Uh, throwing uh, um, almost a million people on unemployment without preparing the unemployment fund, without responding to emails. And when he was asked about those 400,000 emails, his response was, well, surely they're not 400,000 people. It doesn't matter if it is 1,000 emails. You unemployed people, you kicked them out of their jobs, and then you didn't even bother to provide service. He is not a good person. Not a good person. And that's what uh, Daniel Cameron is going to try to get across because he's trying to attack this whole Mr. Rogers, I'm a great guy, Bashir uh, behavior that we see. TV Andy lies about his record on jobs, crime, and teachers. TV Angie wants you to believe he's never heard of Joe Biden. But when the cameras aren't rolling and he thinks you aren't watching, that's when Frankfurt Andy, the real Andy Bashir, rears his head. He vetoes tax cuts. He fights for the Biden agenda. He demands that boys play in girls' sports. He protects transgender surgeries for kids. I've been watching Frankfurt Andy. So there, once again, he's hitting on some of his record, uh, the vetoing tax cuts that's coming from that uh, House Bill 8 that was cutting uh, income tax and providing more of a consumption tax base. Would I call that a tax cut? Uh, you know, we can argue the semantics of that, but that is what he's referencing. I don't think a bill that requires us to pull in more money uh, and expects to pull in more money to our coffers is a tax cut. But putting that to the side, um, he then hits upon the bill uh, from a few years ago that banned uh, biological males from competing in female sports, trans gender females, I guess that would be. And he's referencing his veto of that as well. And then he once again references his veto of Senate Bill 150, the ban on hormones, purity blockers, and surgeries that Bashir vetoed in his entirety. Up close for nearly four years. And I have just one question. Governor, are you auditioning for a job with Bud Light's marketing team? Okay, that's pretty funny. Right? That's... That's pretty hilarious. And, and that's one thing throughout this speech is that Daniel Cameron does a good job of some topical references to once again point to Kentuckians that this guy is a liberal crazy person because that's what he is. He, Like I said, he plays this Mr. Rogers role, but he is very far left. And Kentuckians aren't there for it, but it's up to the Cameron and Cameron campaign to connect those two together. Making that easy uh, uh, comparison to the Bud Light fiasco obviously 
uh, creates a, a certain amount of pushback um, against Andy Bashir from the more rural and Christian conservative areas. Oh, this he doesn't like it. Ooh, look at that this face. This governor oh. lies more than a Hunter Biden tax return. But here that's really funny. So for those who didn't catch it, he said, this governor lies more than a Hunter Biden tax return. And of course, he's talking about Amy Bashir as he talks about his numbers versus economic development numbers. One, they do seem a little goosed. Um, you're going to hear Cameron, actually, it's funny, in Cameron's speech coming up, he talks about how there's less Kentuckians employed. And then uh, Bashir is going to talk about how we have the lowest unemployment because what they're ignoring is the people not looking for a job. And of course, that creates a lot of problems for government when you have that uh, a very low workforce participation, which is what Bashir has overseen. He's seen, he's overseen a very low workforce participation. This problem existed before Bashir, but it's gotten worse under Bashir and more evident. And so as we're trucking in these employers, they don't have people to hire. And, and that gets a little funky because you talk about these adding jobs, but are you adding net job growth or are you replacing jobs? And that's what Daniel Cameron's trying to hit upon here when he's talking about him lying about his numbers. And at the same time, uh, uh, we do see Bashir taking credit for a lot of the accomplishments that the legislature does, such as tax cuts, such as fiscal policy. Andy Bashir didn't like their budget. Andy Bashir didn't like their tax cuts. No, not really tax cuts, but their tax plan. Andy Bashir didn't like any of that. But now that there's some fruits that he thinks he can claim, and are these real fruits of labor, or are they really just numbers on a piece of paper that transfer to nothing tangible in our real lives, time will tell, but Bashir wants to take credit for it, but it's clearly being created by policies he has nothing to do with, but we continue. It's the truth. This record is one of failure and it flies in the face of true Kentucky values. Andy Bashir locked the schools and threw open the jails. He sent the state police after Christians on Easter Sunday. He closed down Main Street and bent over backwards for Wall Street. There are fewer people working today than when Andy Bashir took office, and that's a fact. So he's once again, he's hitting on uh, Andy Bashir's COVID policies that have long ramifications, such as his shutting down of schools that have caused educational issues. And then also as well, he's hitting upon uh, his closing down of obviously Main Street, leaving open the big box stores. And then also as well, but that's generally Andy Bashir. See, he, he talks about jobs and now he's helping the economy. And this is where I was talking about phantom things. He's helping the economy, but by, he's not helping the economy. He's he's really goosing up numbers and it's enriching the Fortune 500, 1,000 companies. It is not helping the small business owner. In fact, under Andy Bashir, the small business owner is actually suffering. They're going more and more out of business. And then that is creating where these bigger businesses are kind of coming in and they're sucking that up. And so the question is, do you support that mom and pop shop or do you not? And this is an important thing to point out with Cameron. He grew up in... Um, Oh, he grew up in, uh, in, in I believe, uh, E-Town area. Um, and so he grew up in rural kind of westernish Kentucky, southeastern of uh, uh, Louisville. But it was a small town that he grew up in, and his parents owned a small restaurant in that town. So he's coming from these small business owners and understanding the plight of some of these rural areas, and he's trying to point that out. But folks, it doesn't have to be that way. We can recover for our children what Andy Bashir took from them. We can restore law and order. 
we can build a future that's based on true Kentucky values instead of the Bashir Biden radical ideology. So you're going to hear that throughout the Cameron campaign, throughout speeches here at Fancy Farm. If you listen to the others, you're going to hear them talking about Kentucky values, pointing out these far left values that Bashir and, and Biden both enjoy believing in. Governor, I know you guys are obsessed with pronouns these days, but come November, yours are going to be has and been. Once again, that's pretty funny. That's a pretty good one. Bashir and Joe Biden are liberal elites that have a lot of rules for you, but none for themselves. The governor has the audacity to lecture rural Kentuckians on right and wrong when he and Joe Biden can't even tell the difference between a man and a woman. Once again, really funny zinger there from Daniel Cameron. He and Joe Biden can't tell the difference between a man and a woman lecturing. He talks about being a good part because if, if, if you pay attention, any Bashir could come across as lecturing. So he's trying to hit upon that while at the same time pointing out the illogical nature of their general viewpoints. They mock, they mock our faith, our families and our values, and they try to cancel anyone who disagrees. Well, the folks of Fancy Farm have one response, Governor. Try that in a small town. Now, that is a smart move by Daniel Cameron. I'm not going, it's funny-ish, but I'm not going to pretend like the pun, or not the pun, the, the joke super necessarily works. I don't understand what he's trying in a small, I guess he's alluding to him shutting down churches in a small town, but Andy Bashir did shut down churches in a small town. And while he got taken to court and ruled unconstitutional, a case that Daniel Cameron joined in in after Chris Weiss, constitutional law attorney, started it. Um, Andy Bashir didn't face any consequences for it. So Andy Bashir has tried some of these items in a small town. And so far, uh, he hasn't faced any consequences. Now, if Daniel Cameron's alluding to him losing the election, that will be his consequence. That's great. But while it's funny and, and, and it's and it's also, of course, hitting that conservative base because the uproar about this try that in the small town song is absolutely 100 percent stupid. The song is not racist. It is talking about small town living. And if you're reading racism into it, it's because you're a racist. And I'm going to say that again. If you think try that in a small town is a racist song, it's because you're a racist because you think so lowly of black people that when he's talking about people robbing and, and killing people, your first thought is black people, which isn't what Jason Aldean was talking about. In fact, he showed a lot of different uh, images and things, including uh, rioting from January 6th. And so I, I clearly Jason Aldean didn't mean any racism by it. But however, if you believe that when he says rob a liquor store, he's talking about a black guy, you're a racist. And that is actually an argument I've heard from lefties that we all know what he's talking about when he talks about robbing a liquor store. It's whoa, whoa. Or is, that is a very racist stereotype to make. And so Daniel Cameron saying that, obviously taking a stand on this issue publicly, uh, even in the small way joking, does uh, communicate something to his base, even if the joke isn't super working well. But we continue. We need a governor who will stand up to the woke mob, not cheer them on. When the mob came to my front lawn to threaten me, I refuse to back down. I will protect our... 
There he's talking about, of course, Brianna Taylor. Um, the BLM protester showed up at his yard to protest Daniel Cameron. Hilarious that Black Lives Matter protesters are protesting a black guy, which is funny because also, too, in the in the crowd, you see BLM signs, and they're on Andy Bashir's side. So BLM holding up signs supporting the white guy against the black guy is pretty funny and ironic. But anyways. Children from gender ideology in the classroom and keep boys out of girls' sports. I will support our teachers and make sure they have the resources they need. I will make sure our schools are about reading, writing, and math, and they are incubators for liberal and progressive ideas. I will back the blue, and I will hold Joe Biden accountable for his war on Kentucky coal. This governor, he has failed to protect your rights and freedoms. And as attorney general, I have taken him to court and won. But the ultimate judgment will come from we, the people. We, the people, say the evidence is overwhelming and the verdict must be guilty as charged. My friends, by the grace of God, we are on the precipice of history. But we must cast aside the politicians of the past who tremble to appease the woke radicals of the present. And what he's talking about there, obviously he's talking about Joe Biden, but he's also hitting on Bashir from being a part of that family dynasty coming from his dad, Steve Bashir. So he's talking about these politicians of the past, Steve Bashir, Joe Biden, tying Steve Bashir, his dad, uh, uh, Andy's dad into Andy, and then talking about how the, they're, they're chameleons. They are. We've seen Joe Biden. I'm sure Andy's dad say they're against things like gay marriage and other things and then turn around and now they're supporting it. And so it's, it's those types of um, things where they are politicians of the past. They're old Democrats. They're, they've been there for a while and in a way the Bashir family has at least. And now they're taking these radical positions to appease um, the, the Democrat base in order to get, just stay into power. They don't really believe the things they're saying. They just believe that they need to stay in power. Let's commit ourselves once again to upholding the dignity of work, to the family as the foundation of society, to respecting the rule of law and the principles of our founding fathers, and to once again be guided by the better angels of our nature. With humility and abundant gratitude, I ask you to join us this November as we make history Thank you, and may God continue to bless Kentucky. So there is Daniel Cameron's uh, speech. We kind of talked about a little bit of that. Notice he's calm, cool, collected. That is something I want to point out because when we come back after this, we're going to talk about the Bashir speech. And there's an interesting thing I want to point out to you on that, but uh, we'll catch you here after this. All right, so we just listened to, heard from uh, Daniel Cameron. Now let's look at Bashir's. Now, one thing I noticed on Bashir's uh, entire speech, his hands, very shaky. His hands are very shaky throughout. He's clearly nervous, and I get it. Look, I, I hate Bashir. I hate him on a personal level. And the reason why I hate him is because of what he's done to families like mine, what he's done to try to destroy our businesses and how much he just doesn't care and how vindictive he is and the behavior he had at the time. I hate him a lot. I spent thousands of dollars in court fighting him. 
And I have, and I'm still in court with him. So understand, I dislike Bashir greatly. At the same time, understand you're standing in front of maybe around five, 10,000, 15,000 people. Half of them hate you, if not more, because you're a piece of garbage. And so naturally you're going to feel that. But he's really shaky. Cameron, cool, pretty calm, collected. Um, all of them, both of them, of course, reading out of binders for their speeches as well. But just pay attention to that as we go through this uh, Bashir speech. And, and, and pay attention, and I'm going to point it out to you. Bashir does a little bit of the fancy farm stuff, and then he tries to gaslight everybody. We'll see that here. Listen to that booing. Thank you, St. Jerome. More booing and thank you, Fancy Farm. It is course, great to be back Kentucky, in Western Kentucky, where my family is from, where Jamie Comer pretends to live, and where. Okay, so one, his family's from Dawson Springs, um, which is near there. Two, Jamie Comer. So this is a long-running joke. So Jamie Comer is the congressman of Western Kentucky, which has a weird uh, uh, shape to it because it kind of wraps around and grabs Frankfurt. This was redone. This last um, oh redistricting in 2020 or 2022. Sorry, this was done, and and part of the reason it was done is because Comer. kind of lives in Frankfurt. <laughs> it definitely appears like it lives in Frankfurt. Um, and so there's no requirement by for congressmen to live in their district, actually. Um, the only requirement is they live in their state. So you're able to run for a district you do not live in when it comes to Congress. Um, but that being stated, but Comer um, does, does kind of, he pretends to live in Western Kentucky, I guess, but he really lives in Frankfurt. He's got houses in both places. That's really what it is. And right, wrong, or indifferent, hate him, whatever. And and what it really harkens back to is, remember, he was commissioner of agriculture for eight years. So he's got a house in Frankfurt, um, but he's originally from Western Kentucky. And so the question is, does he spend more time in Frankfurt? Does he spend more time, what have you? I, who knows? But uh, that's a common joke you hear a lot of times about Comer. I think Bashir even makes another joke. No, I think Lieutenant Governor candidates end up making another joke about this, and we'll cover that tomorrow. But that's just that background on that joke there. Daniel Cameron will show up for a political rally, but not for tornado survivors. Cameron is here. So this is where Cameron really missed an opportunity. I think somebody else in another speech brings it up. But to remind you, there was this uh, big problem that happened um, about a year ago where Bashir had started these private um, charity groups that are run by the government where you could choose to donate money and then it was supposed to go to Western Kentucky Relief. Well, it turns out it was discovered by Treasurer Allison Ball that Amy Bashir had sent out right around 200 grand out of that account to people who never had tornado damage to begin with. He used it as a way to kind of buy votes. He sent out these thousand dollar checks with a little letter that says, ha I'm helping you out, out of this fund that other people donate money into. And then it turns out uh, 200 people around called up to the state treasurer's office saying, I got a check and I didn't see any damage. Those are people who called up there. Think of how many people received $1,000 checks that never were affected by the tornadoes. That would have been a good thing for Cameron to bring up because he's in Western Kentucky and Bashir plays on this whole, I'm he's going to really play up. I was here for you during the tornadoes. I delivered for you for the tornadoes as he's trying to win back more of Western Kentucky. Bashir, uh, uh, Cameron, playing that up there and pointing out the fact they mismanaged those funds that were meant to help them. Uh, that would have been a good call. However, he didn't 
make a joke about it or reference it. I would have, but. Though, which is kind of surprising. He recently told Eric Dieters he'd go to his big rally and then backed out. He told Eric he really wanted to come. He really did, but he had other things to do. That's exactly what Ryan Quarles told Daniel Cameron. So I'm going to break down what Bashir just said. So first he's referencing Eric Dieter's Freedom Fest. Uh, for those of you unaware, Eric Dieter's in Northern Kentucky. throws this Freedom Fest thing that has speakers at it. Um, you know, he normally has some of Trump's uh, children, some other big names that come out and speak. And Daniel Cameron said yes to speaking out there. However, whether Daniel Cameron's crew just didn't know or what have you, some would say it was a bad political choice for him to ever say he was going to speak out there because Eric Dieters is motioning that he will be running uh, against Massey and announcing it at that event. Daniel Cameron showing up to that event would make it appear that Daniel Cameron, right, wrong, or indifferent, supports Eric Dieters in his run against Massey. Getting involved into the tiff between those two and and will definitely lose. You, you've got to keep all the voters you can. Remember, Amy Bashir won parts of Northern Kentucky. It's helped. It's it's one uh, uh, district up there. And for those of you who didn't listen, um, to it. Doan, uh, represented from 69, who was on this podcast there about a week or so ago, he talked about this, that his specific district, Andy Bashir won, but Doan won it by 60%. Bashir has got to hold on to Northern or Bashir's got to hold on to Northern Kentucky if he wants to win again. And Cameron needs to take advantage of that and chop away at Bashir there. Cameron injecting himself into Northern Kentucky politics on the R side, internecine politics, especially when you've got a sitting congressman involved, certainly does not help his situation. That's why I draw it out of there. Now, Bashir at the end made a joke about Ryan Quarles. It's a pretty funny joke. So, um, but I think it's funny the first time he makes it. The problem is, is Amy Bashir really, really, really liked that joke. And you're going to hear him make that joke now like another five times. We're going to count them. I think he makes that joke like another five times. But what he's talking about is Ryan Quarles, ag commissioner, second place finisher in the Republican primary, uh, was an obvious choice for Cameron to go to. And word is that Cameron went to him, asked him to be his lieutenant governor, and um, Ryan Quarles said no, turned him down. He wasn't interested in doing that. And I, in my um, podcast where I talk about Cameron's running out of time to pick a lieutenant governor, I went over why somebody like Ryan Quarles would not be interested in um, taking part of being lieutenant governor to Cameron because it really hitches your ride to to one person and it's kind of a do-nothing job. And if you're about saying, look, I want to get things accomplished, I want to grow my network, I want to do more things, and you have other options to you um, that uh, can put you in public eye, uh, help you shape policy, and still provides you kind of that, that way of being involved and especially to expand your network um, that doesn't involve the lieutenant governor, that's a better choice because it doesn't politically tie you to it. And then because he said no, then that launched Cameron trying to find a good lieutenant governor. Um, I've heard some things about some people he brought up and then he found out that that person's a bad choice or that person's a bad choice because they upset this part of the party or that side of the party. He Big reason why I chose Robbie Mills is um, – it helps him out in some parts of Western Kentucky. Uh, and also at the same time, uh, he's not offensive. He is not offensive to anybody on either side, but he does tie him closer to the legislature, which Cameron himself doesn't have a lot of ties to. So Bashir is going to make this joke a few times uh, here. But hey, 
He has Robbie Mills. You know, if you took all the people on Daniel's LG list above Robbie time. Mills and you put them all in a room together, Same thing. you'd have the biggest crowd of the Cameron campaign. Talking about Cameron uh, crowd Robbie sizes, certainly which I don't know. It's an interesting choice. When I went to court and saved the pensions of every teacher and police officer. There he's he's about to talk about uh, the pension bill. So obviously pensions were going broke because Andy Bashir's dad, Steve Bashir, is a jerk and misspent money, mishandled it, and caused the pensions to go broke. You think I'm lying. Go watch a PBS documentary about how broke our pensions were. And it was up to Bevan to try to fix it. Bevan's trying to fix it. Obviously, everybody wants their cake. They want to eat it too, and they don't want to pay for it. And so as Bevin's trying to fix something with our pensions, uh, this is where Andy Bashir and others took advantage of it. Meanwhile, the only reason why those pensions have maybe a possible solvent future is because of Republican Party leadership. Um, and, and that's still iffy. It's still touch and go. We still have a lot. By percentage, we have one of the worst pension liabilities in the country. But we continue. Robbie was mad. Robbie was big mad. Robbie said it was the most frustrated he'd ever been, which is exactly how Daniel felt when the best he got was Robbie Mills. Third time he's made that day. And listen, I know you just heard from Daniel Cameron. It's not true. It's all lies. But if you're willing to lie about a grand jury, he's willing to lie to you. There he's talking about the Brown and Taylor grand jury, where the grand jury members claim the reason why they didn't come with a conviction is because Daniel Cameron misinstructed them or lied to them. Um, obviously, there's debate on whether or not that's true, but that's what that was referencing. <laughs> listen, listen. We all have fun at Fancy Farm. We throw out some zingers, but we should remember we're at a church picnic and at a place. Okay, so here's where he gaslights. So he just spent like the last, um, let's see, minute and 54 cents. So he spent the last two minutes, almost half his speech, talking, uh, uh, attacking his opponent, making jokes about his opponent, making jokes about his opponent's lieutenant governor pick. But now he's going to gaslight everybody and pretend he's the really nice guy. And he's the super guy who brings everybody together like he wasn't just making fun of his political opponents like everybody else there. This is the insidious side of Bashir. This is the BS Mr. Rogers side where he pretends to be something he isn't. He was just doing this. He was just engaged in the same behavior. And now he's like, whoa, 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 let's stop, guys. It's like the guy who convinces you to like do something wrong. And then when uh, he realizes he might get in trouble for it, it rats everybody out when he was the one who came up with it in the first place. You know, those jerks, right? Um, but, so he's kind of the same guy. He's the guy who just did exactly what everybody else is doing, cracking jokes. And now he's going to play the whole, but let's all get along card because that's all he has. All he has is I'm lovable. Mr. Rogers, we can all get along. You don't need to worry about party things. Let's just love one another. That BS of let's just love one another. Just, just get out of here with that. But anyways. Hit hard by tornadoes and recently flooding. This area has shown us how to be our best. Neighbors helping neighbors because that's what we do in Kentucky. We take care of each other. People hauled out debris, volunteered their time, and donated even when budgets were tight. My faith teaches me that Donated to a fund that then he misspent, but okay. While weeping may linger in the evening, joy comes in the morning. That joy, 
That joy is record economic development right here in Western Kentucky. Billions of dollars invested in this area. Good paying jobs, as Osmond said. So he's about to list off a bunch of companies like Amy Bashir owns these. I'd love for Bashir to exactly articulate what he himself did that brought these companies into this area. I want to hear him articulate what he did, what policies did he do, what laws did he pass? Because I'll tell you guys a hint, he didn't do anything. But anyways. In Mayfield, Alstrom, in Madisonville, Ascend, in Hopkinsville, Holobus, in Murray, Precision Sonar, in Benton. Load covering solutions in Trigg, Novellus, in Todd County, Crap Paper in Henderson, and so Kelly much Crafts. more. These are the jobs that are changing the trajectories of families and communities. We've had more than $26 billion of new private sector investment in Kentucky. We have our lowest annual unemployment rate in history and more jobs than before the pandemic. We've also brought hundreds of millions of dollars to Western Kentucky to rebuild. We're rebuilding houses for families, supporting farmers and small businesses. And Father, we paid for the funeral of all 81 people we lost because we grieve together. I just want to mention his family owns a funeral home in that area, but, you know, just something to mention. Today, today at St. Jerome's, Let's remember, we're told not just to talk about our faith, but to actually live it out. So not to talk about our faith, but actually live it out. And somehow he's now going to twist how living it out means allowing children to transition their genders and allowing people to cut off their genitalia because they woke up feeling a certain way that day. But let him continue and watch him twist this parable too. You ready? Out. I'm reminded of the golden rule which is that we love our neighbor as ourselves. In the parable of Good Samaritan says, We love our neighbor as ourselves. Everyone the parable is our good, neighbor. Here, the parable of the Good Samaritan says, Everybody is our neighbor. That is true. But what do you mean by love them as yourself? For an example, I would not want somebody to buy into a life. I believed I was somehow a female and I'm quite clearly not. I would not want somebody to buy into that lie. When you talk about treating others as you'd like to be treated, well, I wouldn't want to be treated that way. And for Andy Bashir, he wants to treat me that way. He wants to indoctrinate my kids. He wants to treat them in a way I disagree with. Loving others and treating them how you want to be treated is a horrible, quote unquote, golden rule. It's not treat them how you would want to be treated. It's to <clears throat> provide, like they said, the, the love, acceptance, that kind of thing that he's pushing. He's, he's convoluting a lot of things here. And he doesn't realize what he's saying in the process. When they talk about love your neighbor, what they're talking about is help them while they're in need. It doesn't mean chop their dicks off. But that's what Amy Bashir wants it to mean. You see what he's doing there? Because once again, I believe something different than him. So if we're treating the neighbors as ourselves, we would treat neighbors differently. The best thing to do would be to say, look, let's just say that um, if you're under 18, you can't be uh, mutilated for the rest of your life by doctors. And if you're over 18, we need to take a good hard look at whether or not we are protecting doctors uh, uh, whether or not it's medical malpractice, that if a person is mentally ill, we go ahead and just disfigure them. But 
putting that to the side. So he's twisting. Here he is twisting his religious. This guy who hangs out with people like the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. These people that make fun of our faith as Christians, he hangs out with, but now he's throwing himself up on the cross as if he's the greatest Christian in the world and trying to appeal to our Christian side of things while at the same time doing nothing but whispering falsehoods to lead us away from what our, if you're a Christian, your belief and faith is. You see a contrast. This race is the difference between vision and division. See, they're trying. See, here he is. He's playing that whole, oh, let's all get along, as if he didn't spend the first two minutes making fun of people. It's just so ridiculous. They're trying to pit us against each other, calling everybody names who disagrees with them, telling like you it's okay to yell at, even hate your fellow Kentuckians. I'm ready to they prove that's a have been yelling, and I mean, the Democrats have been yelling at the other side the entire time. Later on in the day, Kim Reader literally screeches at everybody, but anyways. Losing strategy in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. See, people here know there's no Democrat or Republican bridges, that a good job isn't red or blue, and the most important thing for a governor is getting the job done. We're getting the biggest projects done in our history. We're four-laning the Mountain Parkway, building the Brent Spence Bridge without tolls, and moving I-6. That's something, too, by the way. McConnell stood up there with him. I'd love to have sent the General Assembly up there trying to grab credit for that, too, or something, but anyways. 59 forward all at the same. Not that I'm hugely for redistribution of wealth or anything, but if you're going to hand Andy a win, like as if you did it, it was Mitch McConnell who did it, but anyways. Time. We brought a half a billion dollars in clean drinking water, the largest investment in the expansion of Internet access. I've signed 600 and 27 bipartisan bills. Let's not talk about the bad contract that was signed under his daddy's administration to bring that internet access that is literally costing Kentuckians billions. But anyways. Bills 627. You know, folks, Grace County and Mayfield, they're known for their resilience. Mayor, they're also known for championship football. They know when this you're on a historic winning streak, you don't fire the coach. You don't sub out the quarterback. Okay. You don't fire the coach. You don't sub out the quarterback. Where's his team? Andy Bashir and his lieutenant governor, technically, which are elected on one ticket, are the only elected Democrats of power in our state government. The legislature is 80% Republican in the House, 80 out of 100 Republican in the House, 31 out of 38 in the Senate are Republican. The Democrats literally do not matter. His vetoes. They don't matter. They get casted to the side easily because they have such a super, super duper majority in both chambers. Who? What's his team? We When we're doing great, we don't throw aside the coach. What team are you coaching? It seems more like if you're trying to claim successes and if you even remotely believe they're created by government, which once again, that's a different argument. You would be looking at policies being created by the legislature, not Amy Bashir, that's creating that. It's a horrible analogy because he has no team that he's quarterbacking or coaching. It is him. He's the only Democrat of note pretty much in the entire state other than Congressman Al Louisville and uh, some of the Louisville and Lexington elected people. Even Lexington's mayor's a registered Republican. She's an independent. She acts like a Democrat, but she's a registered Republican. 
You keep that team on the field, and you rack up championships. What team once again? In Kentucky, it is our time to win. We have a can't-miss opportunity, oh, you were just a saying, chance to be the generations that change. He was just saying we were winning. He's just saying we're winning, and now he says we have a chance to win. Are we winning or are we not? Doesn't make any sense. Everything. Everything now is about building for the brighter future. We could turn these three great years of economic development into 30 years of prosperity. So let's get out there. Let's win for every single Kentuckian at every part of the Commonwealth, and let's win some championships. Thank you all. God bless. All right, so there you go. There is Andy Bashir Cameron going head-to-head with those speeches. That's giving you a breakdown of it. Tomorrow, once again, we're going to talk about some of the other speeches uh, and some of the other outtakes of everybody else and what's interesting and what's not. We're going to have that for you tomorrow. Uh, but otherwise, thank you guys so, so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.